This is Bam Electric Ghost, and we're live on the air with Sandra Rubin. You're a certified Ayurvedic um, practitioner. I hope I got that right. I'm just learning how to pronounce it correctly. But um, so you're you're NAMA um, board certified practitioner, and uh, I want to welcome you to the Bam Electric Ghost podcast. Thank you for having me. Also, want to let people know if you can see up there, it says listen on Newsly. We are a featured podcast on Newsly. So I have to shout out to them. And if you use coupon code GHOST, you can check out that channel, podcast channel. It's an audio only channel. We are a featured podcast. This episode will be on Newsly later tonight. You can check that out with coupon code GHOST for 30 days. You can check out how podcasts uh, happen on Newsly. Other than that, we do have a link for you. And I don't know, it, that that will be fully clickable. So I don't know if I need to, to actually spell it out, but it's pages.sandrarubinwellness.com and then forward slash free dash guide dash one. You don't have to worry about remembering that. You'll be able to click that through. And uh, again, welcome to the Fam Electric Ghost podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. One of the first things we always ask all guests or what the question we've been asking lately is like, what motivates you and why do you do what you do? Yeah. So um, I love natural medicine because of my own personal healing experience. And um, I feel like we're all put on this earth to have a purpose. And this is my life purpose to help people heal. And uh, it brings me joy when I know that they are now taking care of themselves, putting health back into their hands. And um, it fulfills my inner karma uh, or purpose. So that's, that's an interesting process. Like a lot of times people find their calling. And I guess, I guess um, in terms, when did you actually start to realize that's what you wanted to do? Um, You know what? I feel like once you, go through life and you notice how it makes you feel, right? When you first uh, experience healing, I feel like when you first, when I was first introduced to um, essential oils, it was basically my first taste of, you know, plant medicine. And when I saw that this could actually help me, it just made sense. It just, everything clicked, you know, and I just started using them and, and, and I saw the power of this medicine. And after that, I feel like all of, like all of the, you know, the chips aligned basically, you know, Mm -hmm. like it all just made sense to me that this is what I'm supposed to do. This is who I intuitively am. This is who I am as a person. I could, I could look at someone, I could see certain features, I could look at the quality of their skin. I could look at their demeanor. I could tell that there's something going on on a deeper level before they even say it to me, you know, and this is something that I I didn't realize I had this ability until I was, you know, specifically trained for it and, and realized like, I'm I'm already doing this. Like, this is something that I, I do. And I didn't realize this is what I do. And so once I went on that natural healing path for my own health journey, I just knew that this is what I was supposed to be doing in life. That's interesting. A lot of times people like they find something, then they kind of pay it forward by becoming a teacher or becoming a mentor or becoming a practitioner of a particular thing. Uh, And it's, I think it's just interesting because like sometimes like I'm a Buddhist and we have this idea of like law of attraction and things just kind of like you have a path and it's kind of going to happen and you're going to get drawn to it. And it's going to kind of like, no matter what you do, it's going to, you're going to get pulled into it once you kind of get rid of your walls or your barriers that, that keep you from actually seeing it. And so once you, you're connected and you have this kind of like a connection capability, like, like you feel the vibration, and you know, that's where you're supposed to be. And, and yeah. uh, I think that happens. And people will say, well, that's foo-foo. But, you know, a lot of things are holistic. A lot of things are natural. Right. A lot of things that Eastern philosophies tend to be more uh, considerate of these things or an indigenous kind of concepts, uh, less to maybe so than some Western concepts where maybe like, oh, I don't know if I should really go that way because a lot of times we're taught like, oh, we should go with like the medicine or the, or the, the known thing. Like, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you, I found for myself that I was allergic to a lot of things in 
you know, uh, the commercially available lotions and soaps. And, and I, you know, it, it started to trigger. And then late by the time I was 27, I actually had a sarcoma. So my mm. body was kind of telling me that I was like having bad reactions to a lot of products that regular people just use and don't think about. But my skin was reacting and then suddenly, you know, I had a sarcoma. And then right. later I became more interested in like, well, what is what is in this? Or maybe I shouldn't take these. These things seem to be like, you get more aware. Oh, that's got these are carcinogens or these are things right. I don't need. And so I'm going to go toward more holistic, more herbal, more things like that. I was wondering, like, did you find in your path that there was a reason why you wanted to go the natural way? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was the same exact thing. You know, you you go and you just do the normal until it starts to affect you physically, mentally, emotionally. And then you, you know, you start to think about the choices that you're making. What are the things that you're putting in your body? What are the things that you're putting on your body? And so um, I was one of those people that just lived my life you know, following what, you know, mainstream everything until my health started to deteriorate. And there was no reason that I could figure out until I started researching and saying, oh, wow, you know, like, you know, you know, Thursday pizza night and Friday Chinese food night and, and, <laughs> you know, like, you know, burgers with, you know, bacon, cheeseburgers and fries on the weekends. It not only is it not like overly healthy diet, but I'm, I'm, I'm skinny. I'm work out. Like there's, why can't I eat like this? You know, but not yeah, realizing yeah. what I was doing was really impacting my overall health. And, um, you know, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease mm. in my early thirties. And, um, it was just something that I did. I didn't expect, obviously no one expects to have, uh, an autoimmune disease diagnosis, but, um, at the same time, my youngest daughter, who was two years old at the time, she was also diagnosed with uh, an autoimmune disease called alopecia, which is hair loss. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew that we were doing something, something fundamentally wrong with our health. And um, I knew that we had to change what we were doing. And it's intuitively, you start looking at the first thing that you're doing on a daily basis, which is the food, the food that yeah, you're eating. Nutrition is like a pillar. Like what's a lot right. of times in modern medicine, people don't even, if you talk to a doctor, does the doctor actually ask you what you've been eating? You know, yeah. they no. just immediately look at what you have and then they give you a medicine, but they never think about, unless you go to a holistic doctor that, you know, you know, naturopathic or, you know, they'll, they'll start to ask you questions about, about the more holistic piece of you, like not just one thing. And right. so, yeah, maybe continue. But yeah, I, I found that, that that was like a core thing when my when I was diagnosed with cancer, that I had to start thinking about like my mind, my spirit, my body, uh, you know, my mental health, spiritual health, all the things, not just one thing, but like a right. bunch of pillars, which a lot of times people only look at one thing, the body, without looking at the other things. It's true. It's very true. It's, it's from, from an Ayurvedic perspective, that's how we, we look at the body. Uh, it's a three-prong approach to managing the body. You know, you're looking at the body, you're looking at the mind, and you're looking at the soul. And you're making sure that it's all aligned. Otherwise, it's a recipe for disease. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, it's not this, you know, come in and see me and, and I'll treat you by giving you an herb. And you, you, you walk out and you're like, thanks for the herbs. No, that's not how I treat. And it's, and it's challenging, you know, people, they have to do the work, want, right? Yeah, they, they, they probably the think it's that Western thing. It's like their thing is like, well, it's just going to replace the pill with a powder or some herb or some plant right. without understanding. Like it's never that like easy. A lot of things are, are more complicated. Not that it has to be hard, but you, I think you have to be like you're saying open to, the kind of like you know pillars of 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 yourself of of the of a human human spirit and the human body like there's a lot of inputs and there's a lot of yeah. things that are going on and it's not just we always want to think it's just one solution when there could be like multiple aspects to the to the to solving whatever issues you're having yeah it's very true 
It's very true. It's not, um, it's not always so straightforward. And every person has their own path uh, as to why they got ill and how they will now uh, start to heal. So, um, you know, through Ayurvedic medicine, it's a very individualized approach. Mm. So it's not a one pill fits all. No, um, one it, size fits all. So you're saying yeah. that you have to actually listen and look in and, and assess each individual and there's like, like a cookie cutter solution for everybody. Right, right. And what what is causing their same skin disease may not be the same thing that's causing someone else's skin disease, even though they have the same exact skin condition uh, from a Western medicine perspective, they're both diagnosed with eczema. But if what's causing it for this person is not going to be the same thing that's causing it for the next person. And so um, it's really important to get to the root as far as what is causing the imbalance for that person. Is that hard for the people that come to you to kind of understand that, that like the, your approach? Or do by the time they come to you, are they already aware of what this, this, this approach is more like individual and not, not like some global solution for everybody. It's that's going to kind of dive into you, to you, you as a person to kind of find the solution. Yeah. So, um, so when they come to me, um, it's, it's a pretty long consultation. It's an hour and a half consultation and we go through their chief complaint, what's going on with them and uh, get some history as far as how long has it, it's been going on. And we go through their family history, their medical history, current supplements, uh, medications that they're taking, going through their full diet, their digestion, bowel movements, urinary frequency, energy level, sleep quality. Um, you know, I take their pulse from an Ayurvedic perspective and I look at their tongue from an Ayurvedic perspective. And so with getting that, basically it's called an eightfold exam, going through all of these lines of questioning I'm able to determine what's going on in the body. And I explain it to them, you know, from an Ayurvedic perspective. I explain to them, you know, we have these very basic principles of these three biological energies that are in the body called Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. And I explain, you know, what their main, um, you know, what, what those biological energies are made up of. So Vata is made up of air and space and it's responsible for movement in the body. Okay. Uh, Pitta is made up of fire and water and it's made and it's, um, and it's um, sorry, fire and air and it's responsible for digestion. And Kapha is made up of earth and water and it's responsible for structure and stability in the body. And so when I explain to them, they're particular imbalance with one of these three biological energies in the sense of, you know, maybe the vata dosha is out of balance. Maybe they're experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety, having trouble sleeping or staying asleep. Uh, maybe they're having racing thoughts, you know, and I, and I explained to them, you know, based on their pulse, based on how their tongue is, how their diet is, it makes sense to them, right? So when I'm explaining to them their particular imbalance, what the foods that they're easy eating, why it's creating and in increasing this imbalance in their body, it starts to click. And that's what Ayurvedic medicine for me did the same thing. It's, it's a kind of medicine that's a very um, intuitive medicine. And you just naturally start to understand as I'm explaining to you what's going on in the body, how the imbalance is showing up in the body and why it's showing up because of your diet, your lifestyle. They, they, they basically are able to, you know, buy into what I'm saying, because mm -hmm. there's no way that I would really know how they're feeling, like, or, or explain how their thoughts are thinking, you know, like, besides just using these very basic tools that I have, yeah, and, and, and explaining it to them. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty neat being able to use Ayurvedic medicine as a diagnostic tool. So um, I don't need, you know, all of these fancy machines and, and, and reports and tests. I mean, they're really helpful, especially for if someone's coming in with a, a pretty severe condition and um, they've, you know, they have all these, these tools that they're using to monitor their health. But 
if they come in and they have all these diagnostic testing and nothing is showing up and they're still experiencing symptoms, that's where I could basically improve their quality of life without, um, you know, doing anything drastic, right? We can still just really support the body and, and heal it naturally just by making some adjustments and changes to their diet and lifestyle. So in terms of like the diet portion, nutrition, how much of what you do actually has like food planning or dieting or nutrition plans? Like if somebody, you know, the root cause is a lot of it. Well, you know, percentage of it is like modern fast food or junk food or the kind of corporate food we get today. That's not full of nutrients, has a lot of chemicals, has a lot of additives, you know, all the preservatives, all those things. And they've been kind of addicted to it because you can get addicted to the salt and the sugar and the fat and whatever else is in it. But is that a big uh, like, like effort with people or are they already kind of there because they're coming to you? They kind of realize that they're probably going to have to shift that or change that. Yeah, it depends. You know, I, I work with people where they're at. You know, um, there are some times where I'm like, listen, if you follow what I'm telling you to do, <clears throat> at least, you know, 60% of the time. So three out of four days out of the week, if you're going to follow this diet recommendation, you're going to see a result. If, um, if they're someone who comes to me and they never cook, like they've never cooked they're they don't, they don't want to cook. There's no way for them to cook. Then I have to be pretty creative in figuring out how I can get this person nourished in a way that is going to help, yeah, help them. <laughs> So I use sometimes like oatmeal cups, you know, from Bob Mills. Um, oh, certain things know. are easier. easier yeah, for super simple. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, just add hot water, you know. So instead of, you know, stopping by, you know, McDonald's on the way to work, okay, <laughs> just get an oatmeal cup, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, just just working with people because otherwise I, I can't be successful and yeah. neither will they, you know, I just can't say, okay, listen, every single morning you need to make, you know, a bowl of, you know, oatmeal at home and you need to cook it on the stove. And they're like, yeah. it's no. not possible. It's not possible yeah. for everyone. You know, yeah, so- some people are trying to, you, they're in that kind of, like if, if you go, you think about the fad diet, like how is that going to, are you really going to do that for the next 20 years? Right. So you're yeah. probably going to fail right. because it's not sustainable. But if you show something to somebody that they can't actually do, you can say like the Bob's cup, like that's not a hard thing. That's a change. Like maybe mentally you're addicted to the fast food and that maybe that's the leap. Like that because you're addicted to it and you've got to find a way to kind of curb that need for that product and kind of start to change into the whole grains and the other things and find ways you know, maybe you don't have to cook it but they, are you going to actually eat it even if it's easy like is that a big thing would they get people to like want to eat better yeah no it's a challenge you know i find that um depending on the strength of the disease will determine mm. how motivated people are to change right so if you're coming to me and, and it's not so severe well, what I'm asking you to do isn't, you know, uh, they'll do, they'll do like, yeah, they'll do 60%. But if you're coming to me and you're miserable, right? Like your life is just miserable. You have either you're, you, you know, maybe you had to stop working or, you know, you are like so embarrassed because your skin is so bad and, and you just don't want to leave the house. Like just depends, uh, right? Yeah, you're yeah, either going to be all in. <laughs> the severity will, right? will, will would say how how much are you going to opt in to really want to change and then like once you change it are you going to think it's like overnight and you can go right back to what you're doing before and it's like a fad diet that's going to all come back if you're not consistent right it's true it's uh you know i'll say you know i love to use my husband because i feel like he's my hardest client right because i live with him so i see everything that he does (laughs) and he's and he's uh he doesn't like to be, you know, healthy per se. Okay. So he, he thinks that just by living with me, he's healthy. Um, <laughs> but it's not the case. Um, but I see him this, this past year was the first year that he ever did a detox with me. Mm. And um, he really tried, 
like he, he tried and I was just shocked, you know, and he, you know, I told him like after the detox, he had to, he had to be vegetarian for a week and, and he, and he followed it. And my kids were like, dad's eating a vegetable. Like they were (laughs) shocked. Okay. Like it was like a big, big change, but he got an incredible result. And so he felt great. Like he was waking up before this detox with swelling in his hands and his feet joints were hurting he had horrible nights of sleep like he couldn't like fall asleep stay asleep waking up restless um he was just yet indigestion allergy i mean like he was a complete mess okay mm-hmm. and i'm like listen hon i mean i really think you need to do this detox i were like i think you're there um so of course you know he's pretty miserable he's like okay let's do it And afterward, all of those symptoms were relieved for him. And so he was pretty happy with the results. Um, But then, you know, like slowly it's creeping back into, you know, he's eating ice cream every single night, you know, before it was like, okay, I'm just going to do it two nights a week. And he was great for like three, four months. I was just like, wow, this is amazing. You know, like we flushed every, you know, everything down the toilet, even my husband, he just went down the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like mm-hmm. all the attitude, everything gone. Well, but tough. then, yeah, yeah like yeah, three, four months later, it's back in. You know, you yeah, know, it's well, creeping back in. Well, we, we so, get hit with so much, you know, telling us to buy it. Like you're getting hit with subliminal and over the top, like non-subliminal stuff all over, everywhere, telling you this is going to make you happy. This is going to taste so good, and it, you know, it, it has an effect because it's designed to have an effect. So it's, it is, you have to kind of fight against it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Temptation is hard. Um, but I find like, you know, I'm sure once, once the symptoms return for him, you know, um, but this it. is the beauty of like Ayurvedic medicine is that we could be pretty much, you know, until he starts to be symptomatic, probably I'm going to give him another like two or three months and then I'll just treat him with herbs. And then once the year is up, he will, he will be ready for another cleanse. So it's like yeah, an cleanse, annual yeah. cleanse. And that's part of the normal process. Like when you're in this is that you need to be consistent with, with like the, the, the pillars. And maybe you can kind of talk about like when you get into it, you talk about the detox, you talk about the nutrition, uh, yeah. you know, the spiritual and, you know, the mental, maybe we can kind of go into maybe like um, some of the core aspects of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, mainly, you know, everybody, everybody lives their life, right? Nobody should be so structured that you can't be and enjoy your life. Right. So, um, in, in the meaning of, you know, you should be able to go out to dinner, you should be able to, you know, have a nice meal with your family. Obviously, if you have very specific allergies, you want to avoid them. Right. But if not, you know, you should be able to, you know, eat a nice meal, live your life, um, you know, try to find happiness wherever that is. So um, personally, I use meditation as a way to really ground myself. And that's something that I do encourage my clients to do on a daily basis. Uh, That that has given me the most, uh, I want to say, fulfillment People who meditate on a daily basis, generally, they do feel more fulfilled in life. And so I try to encourage all my clients to do that. And that is part of Ayurveda as well. Um, Living in a lifestyle that is um, very, uh, I want to say, just more in tune with how we should be living. So waking up in the morning when the sun rises, going to bed, you know, not so late, like, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you know, like between 10 and 11 o'clock. So living a lifestyle that is, that is pretty regular is from, you know, an Ayurvedic perspective. Okay. Um, You know, just be mindful of the the times that we're eating, Um, eating foods at the right time, you know, in the morning time for breakfast and the lunch time, you know, in the after midday, you know, like, the, the highest point um, of the sun in the, in the day. So around 12, one o'clock and eating dinner between, you know, five and seven. Okay. So what happens is, is that if we, if we, if we live our lives a little bit more, I want to say um, with awareness, then, then the chances of 
an imbalance happening are reduced. It's not completely eliminated. Okay, so paying attention to how much you're working, how much stress you're under, um, what is your body's response to stress, right? So um, are you a person that like is getting so worked up that you keep thinking about what happened like last week is like it's going on month two, you know, then you play it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. These are all like, you know, ways that we, we are putting extra stress on the body. And so, um, so from an Ayurvedic perspective, we're, we're looking at all of these things. We're looking at how you're living your life, the foods that you're eating, when you're eating them and the digestive process. We're also looking at how is it going through the digestive system? Are we able to absorb, digest, absorb all of these nutrients into the body? Is there a dysfunction in any of um, the processes? We have seven tissues in the body that need nourishment, the plasma, the blood, the bone, the fat, the bone marrow, the reproductive tissues, um, all of these need nourishment. And so, um, you know, we, we look at if there's any dysfunction as well in any of the, the actual digestion in any of these tissues to see, you know, where is there an accumulation of toxins? Where, um, where is it, you know, basically, you know, getting caught up for you. So, um, so we use all of these um, tools to be able to determine what's going on in the body. And, and basically, um, yeah, I want to say this is we use diet, lifestyle, um, mental aspect, um, as well. So these are these are the tools that we use. I had a question, though, about like, a lot of times in the modern world, the way people eat, like you're talking about like the three kind of major meals, like, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And then a lot of times because of the the nature of like really stressful jobs that don't go eight hours, they go like 14 hours, they go 16 hours. People don't, they, they miss those meals. And then they end up snacking or eating in like not opportune times for your digestive process. And then they might be eating where they're not, they're kind of stressed out when they're eating. So if you're in a really high stress situation and when you eat your meals, you're stressed while you're eating rather than having a kind of like, you know, the old kind of, oh, I'm at my breakfast table. I'm at the, you know, my lunch table. I'm at my dinner table. But in the modern world, they're like, oh, you're standing up. You're eating on the go. You're eating on a bus. You're eating some, you know, you're not really giving yourself that that time. It's like it's dinner time and I'm, I've got an hour. I'm talking to my family. I feel relaxed. Is that part of the problem? Like when people, yeah, the way they eat, you know, is is this too stressful? This situation they're in. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's part of the problem, and it's and it's something that I feel like you know, in our society, we think it's is okay. Like we we grew up thinking that this is okay. Um, you know, driving to wherever we're eating, um, you know, in front of the TV, we're eating. Like not realizing that, you know, the body, I mean, how easy is it for you to multitask? Yeah. Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm asking you to do like something at the same exact time. Like, I want you to start, you know, preparing all of your bills and I want you to cook a meal and it's going to be at the same exact time. Same time you, you're know, doing like, it, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it's really like, it's hard. It's, it's not, something is going to get either, you're going to get you know, either food on your computer or on the papers or like you're going to burn something like it's, it's going to be. You're going to mess something out and cause more stress. Like you're going exactly. to, you're going to cause like you're going to be taking a stressful situation and come exponentially making it worse. Yeah. Because and so, like you're eating while you're yeah. driving, you could have a car accident, fender bender. You think you're being more efficient, but you're distracted. So yeah. like you cause a more stressful situation just because you think you're going to save time. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, you can do it, right? Like it can be done. Okay. So yes, you can eat and drive. Okay. But (laughs) what we're not realizing is what's going on behind the scenes. Okay. So behind the scenes, the body isn't in a state of relaxation. So it can't do exactly what it's supposed to do. So it's missing a few steps. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Like you are slightly distracted and so is the body. And so is all the digestive processes. They're slightly distracted. So instead of getting all of the nutrients, you're going to get, you know, some of the nutrients. And so if you do this day in, day out, day in, day out, that's where we start to see the effects of how you're living your life. Okay. So ideally you want to be sitting down, relaxed, eating your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Are there going to be times where you do not have time to do that? No, you could go. I mean, yes, you're going to, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to just pick up your stuff and go and eat it on the road. Cause you, you need to get nourished and you made your breakfast, but you didn't have time to eat it. And it's okay. Make that a one-off. And that's where it's never like Ayurveda is never like, you've got to be like this. It's so strict. It's not like mm. that. It's just do the best you can with the tools that you have and the knowledge that you have, right? Know that, no, you should be, um, you know, sitting down and eating. You should be sitting down and eating and no, you should not be going out and, and driving and eating or walking and eating and, and just being distracted and eating. So spend the time to nourish the body. It is one of the most important things that you could do to maintain your health. So um, let it be in a relaxed state. Um, enjoy that food, um, allow it to digest properly, and then go on. You know, it could be five or 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be a whole three course meal. You know, it could be 10 bites and then you got to go. Okay. It doesn't have to be like the whole thing. Um, but that's where I, I definitely, yeah, I agree. It needs to be, there needs to be more mindfulness and in, in how we're eating. Yeah. I mean, one thing being, I mean, I, I got diagnosed with type 2 diabetes when I was like 27. And I'm in my fifth of 57 now. And, um, you know, being a type two diabetic and sometimes we, we end up with the low sugars and the high sugars. And now we have these tools that can monitor our sugar. So we know where it is somewhere at wearables. And, you know, sometimes as a diabetic, I have to have like smart snacks because my sugar goes low. I just don't want to, you know, like real fruit, real veggies, nuts, things, you know, things that are actually healthy and over time, you know, we've, we've figured out, it's like, oh, I should actually be using like these, these healthy kind of um, nuts and fruits and things like that. And, and real things that aren't like, aren't just a sugar pill. Cause you know, the initially go to the doctors, oh, you're low sugar. Just take this tab of sugar. Like, well, mm -hmm. maybe I should have some fruit instead. <laughs> right. You know, like, but, but we were kind of told, oh, oh, here's your, here's your quick fix. Let's take a sugar. And then people think, oh, just to get a candy bar. And or I'll go get like, you know, some, some uh, uh, thing of soda or like a really high, you know, juice that has tons of sugar. It's like, there, there are better ways to deal with that, but you know, you might go with the quick fix, which yeah. is not. And, and sometimes emergency, yeah. yeah, emergency, I mean, you need it, right? I mean, you want that, but yeah, you should be planning. Yeah. Like what you're doing, you should be planning to make sure you you're using the right foods to manage your condition. Yeah, I think that's a lot of times we don't, you know, talk nutrition with our health practitioner. You know, that a lot of times until you get to that point where like somebody comes to you where maybe they've tried things and well, it's not working. So now they want to know like what the plant-based methods or the more, you know, holistic methods, naturopathic methods with less harsh chemicals and you know pharmaceuticals and things uh because it's like why not try what we used to do as human beings before we came up with all this stuff <laughs> i know i know this is all very ancient right so this is like over five thousand years old um you know even though it sounds like new age you know, it's okay <laughs> but it's not right it's like we we've evolved to a place where we've actually created less nutrition for ourselves <laughs> yeah, you lost, know, all lost, we lost what the like indigenous peoples and the ancient peoples kind of knew like they knew right. if you ate like fresh food every day like every day you go go to a market and you get your meat that day instead of you know having the meat frozen <laughs> or yeah in the can or you know not if you, luckily i'm in new hampshire we have a lot of farms and we can we can have you know a lot of organic food sent to us that's actually not frozen um so here's one of the reasons why i live here given the conditions like post-cancer diabetic i chose to live in a place where there's a lot of organic food sources that are natural not coming from corporate the corporate america not coming from nice. like local small farmers 
and everybody can live in that kind of situation. So I guess my question is like, if somebody's like living in a place that's like a food desert. Yeah. And, and they've got these issues and they want to live healthy. Like are there recommendations for people like that? Like how to, how to do better with in that kind of scenario? Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables are, are, you know, they're going to be harder to obtain. So I would lean more towards the frozen. Okay. Cause you know, from a hierarchy of quality of food, that's going to be the next best. Right. And that's something that can be stored in your freezer. Um, and then there's a lot of dried, like, so like all of the nuts and seeds, um, minus the peanuts and the cashews, which can cause a little bit of inflammation in the body. Um, so all the other ones, like sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, uh, almonds, pecans, walnuts, all those can be stored um, and um, stored in glass jars and, and they can last a few months. So that could be a really great source of nutrition. And then um I love grains. Um, of course, you know, you always want to make sure if, you know, if you're struggling with diabetes and things like that, you want to make sure you're picking the right ones. Um, quinoa is really wonderful and that could be stored. Um, and then there is uh, oatmeal and um, there's barley. These are all really great grains that you could um, that you could have in, in your cupboard and don't necessarily need to leave the house to, um, to get them. And then of course, uh, I love beans. Okay. Yeah, so I love tortall beans. Yeah. yeah. Tortall beans is like one of my family's favorite foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I turn it into vegetarian tacos. Um, and that's something that has such a mild flavor and taste that they don't feel like they're eating anything healthy. You know, <laughs> it tastes exactly like, um, regular tacos, but it just are vegetarian night. Um, and those could be stored in the cupboard, you know, and then you could use lentils as well, or there's other beans like mung bean is, is, uh, very popular from an Ayurvedic perspective. Um, it's considered tridoshic, it balances all three doshas. Uh, but those are all foods that you could, you know, you could purchase and you could store and you don't necessarily need, you know, to go to the grocery store all the time because they, they last for a really long time. Um, so that's what I would lean on if I was, you know, yeah, not in a place that I can get, you know, groceries all the time. Cause I guess so if you got canned like black beans or chickpeas or any of the beans that you, you know, you see a lot, you know, if you go to a grocery store, even are those beans, okay. I mean, chickpeas and black beans. And yeah. I mean, I'm not a big, so I generally don't lean towards canned anything. Okay. Canned so anything. canned is like, it's lower on the food, lower, you know, lower level food hierarchy. Okay. Um, so, and then the bigger beans generally um, can be a little bit drying and, um, and whatever, um, you know, they're preserved in, you know, you have to really read the ingredients. Oh, that know? can be a problem. So, so even yeah, if you think would, you're, you're doing better because you're eating a black bean or a kidney bean or a chickpea, if it's coming from the can, you're probably not doing as, as good as you could be. Yeah, for sure. And, and the bigger the beans, the more chances of you're going to have uh, more gas or can even cause constipation. So I try to, you know, steer my clients towards like the smaller beans. Okay. Like so the lentils, the lentils, like, yeah, yeah, the lentils, tordal beans, mung beans. Um, and those are generally the beans that I like to recommend. Hmm. What about like the peas? The peas are smaller, but like, like the dried like peas? Are they the same yeah. or, they problem or they have a lot of gas? Yeah, peas, peas are also a little bit drying and they can be vat aggravating that air and space principle. Um, so I generally don't recommend peas too often. If you're having it once in a while, it's fine. But if it's part of like your daily, like I'm just going to grab peas out of the, the freezer, the kind of thing, I wouldn't recommend that. I would I would lean more towards uh, carrots. You know, those mm. are those are a better option. I'd understand because a lot of people don't probably understand like the different types of vegetables and like the impacts and things like you already explained in, you know, in the last couple minutes, like some of the impacts of some of these, these, um, the, these vegetables and these, uh, you know, uh, proteins from the beans. And, and a lot of people would just probably say, Oh, I'll just go get a bean. I mean, I'll just go get black bean, beans or chickpeas or, or pinto beans and they think they'll, it's good. And maybe it's better than red meat, but it could still be giving you trouble. Yeah, it can definitely still be giving you trouble. 
Um, so, you know, we, we look at the qualities of the food. So that's what's something that's really interesting about Ayurveda. So uh, things like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, um, even though they're wonderful, you know, for the body, if people are experiencing a very specific health issue related to excess bloating or excess yeah, gas, <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that I want to say we need to avoid temporarily, right? Until we get the digestion going and, and now you're not experiencing that anymore, then you could add it in. But again, it's going to be that once a week, twice a week food, not the every single day. And that's what a lot of us do. They're like, oh, okay, I really like this one vegetable and I'm going to eat it every single day, seven <laughs> days a week, you know, 365 days a year. And I'm like, no, right. I'm really like, going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we need to rotate. We need to, you need to get a balance, little bit right? of balance. Yeah. Plus your body, you know, it needs more than just one type of thing. And um, yeah. I think some people like they get stuck on something they like and then they, right. you know, so it's, it's, it's good for me because it's a vegetable. But it's like if, if you don't have enough balance, mm -hmm. you know, you're not getting what you need. And uh, it's interesting, right. like like the different types of uh, effects that different veg vegetables have. And some people say, well, I'm just going to go get veggies. And they don't know which ones to, to start with. Uh, and it's in, you know, you, you've, you really have, have a, you know, talked a lot of information that I don't know if a lot of people realize. Like, you know, I think a lot of people would just seem, oh, I can, you know, they go to the, to some place, a vegetarian place, and say, well, that's what I'm going to get. And they don't understand, like, where they are, right? So if they have, they're having problems with, you know, bloating and they go to a place that like, has a lot of peas because that's kind of like what they're doing in this restaurant. And they say, well, that's, that's vegetarian. That's what I'm going to do. And they don't, they don't see the connection. And then they say, well, I can't be a vegetarian because when they tried it, they were, they were, it was their vision of what they think it is. So it's, right. it seems like it's perception, like how you could actually be, you know, for the individual, like you said, it's an individual you have to assess where the individual is and then start to figure out what they can have and what they shouldn't have. And it's not one size fits all. And I think that's probably one of the big problems. A lot of people think that I can just do what everybody yeah. does. Right. Right. For sure. And a lot of people, a lot of people get discouraged when they think, Oh, I have to be a vegetarian to be healthy. And that's not true. Um, from an Ayurvedic perspective, there's a lot of people who can't be a vegetarian. I'm one of them, you know, like I have anemia. I need to eat red meat at least once oh, yeah, a week, some, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's how I manage it. Right. I don't experience any symptoms because I know what my body needs in order to manage it properly. So it's it, the same exact thing for someone who's, who experiences bloating. If they want to be vegetarian, they can, but there are certain foods they're going to want to avoid. Um, so if someone is experiencing heartburn, you know, they're going to want to avoid, you know, those spicy foods, those fried foods, those, you know, nightshades like tomatoes and eggplants, mm -hmm. you know, so everyone has their own specific, um, you know, issues, like there are certain diseases or conditions that you may be experiencing that someone else doesn't. And for you, you have to avoid those. Um, and just knowing that it's not a one size fits all. And um, every single person can feel amazing, uh, but they do have to be aware of the foods that they should and shouldn't be eating on a daily basis, for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like they kind of like looking at yourself in the mirror, like your body kind of needs to tell you, and you're you're good at being able to get that report of like, yeah. okay, what is this person? Because you're talking about how you looked at their tongue, you did all these like steps to make an assessment so that you could start to realize, you know, after you're, you've gone through your questions and they're like, Oh, okay. Well, this person probably shouldn't have peas. Or this person shouldn't have this, you know, and each person, like you said, is different. So like when you do that assessment, just because person X was like this assessment doesn't mean person Y is going to be the same assessment, which I think some right. people just always just think, well, it's always going to be the same thing. It's the same thing right. for everybody. It's like we're all the same. See, yeah. Yeah. You know, we, how you want to treat people, every human being you want to treat them with respect, but you're not, you, when we get to the individuality, like sometimes we are, we have differences that require different things. Yeah. The, the fad diets are like the worst. 
right? So I see people coming in doing like juicing fasts, you know, <laughs> these are like, you know, I, I need to be a vegan, like, I, you know, I want to be a vegan. And, and I'm like, well, unless, unless you're going to, you know, seriously compensate and making sure you're not like being a vegan eating, like, make believe Cheetos all day, you know, like you need to actually really prepare healthy food, because you're taking out a lot of different nutrients, you know. Um, so it's, it's really important to educate yourself on the impacts of following these different fad diets and, and fad, I want to say like, routines, they have like the, the ice bath plunging, wow. you know, and, and <laughs> every, I feel like, you know, a lot of them are just every like, something new. they're all kind of designed for influencers to get like a million views. You know, it's like yeah. a lot of these things are designed to, to, so that they, that person becomes like, you know, millionaire. That's kind of what the point, but like, is it really for you? Or is it for, you know, it's for them, you know? So you start to think about it, you know, one of the things I wanted to kind of dive in is like, is gut health, like fundamental, like the probiotics, because like, if you don't have good gut health or kind of like, maybe I'm not saying the right term for it, but you know, the idea that you're having a lot of problems with their, that, that, the gastro system, right? Because, you know, modern society probably doesn't help that with the, the food that you're eating before you start to realize what you need to eat. Uh, you know, how do people get to a better kind of like gut health, if that's the right way to talk? Yeah. About? So, um, so from an Ayurvedic perspective, we look at the digestive system as an integral part of maintaining your health. The digestive system and the digestive processes occur um, not only in the stomach, but occur in each one of those tissues that I mentioned earlier. Not only that, also the mind digests emotions and experiences, right? So if at any point, anywhere along the digestive system and processes in the tissues, in the mind, wherever it is that if you have any type of weakness, that's mm -hmm. where toxins are going to form. And those are called AMA or metabolic toxins. And we call it, we, we consider that as undigested food. Okay. So undigested food particles enter through the body, through the blood, and they go to those locations where you have the weakest tissues that are now not functioning properly because their specific digestive fire isn't processing properly. Okay. So that's why disease is so specific. Because for every person, your body makeup will determine if, um, you know, your hereditary genes are now going to be turned on because you have, you know, a family history of cancer. And so because now you are under a lot of stress, the digestive process in the body is weakened and you don't give yourself time to eat properly. You are, you know, dealing with, you know, family trauma or whatever it is and and now you've just basically set yourself up to now have this disease. And for someone else in that same exact situation, wouldn't be diagnosed with that. Maybe they would just have heartburn, right? Because for them, their weakest tissues are in their stomach. So the digestion is a full body, basically, process. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because it's, 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 it's wider. Which makes more sense because you've been talking about the wider pillars. So it's not just like, you know, from a Western mindset, oh, I've got, I got, you know, bellyache or I've got problems in my gut. I need probiotics. I need, you know, brand. I need, they're only thinking about that way. They're not thinking about like the mental stress situation is affecting it too. And they're not, you know, they're not changing that or resolving maybe that, that is a big issue. And they're only thinking it's, oh, I need probiotics. Yeah, they don't, they don't think about the other part. Yeah. No, pro probiotics help when we're dealing with like gut issues. Um, but there are so many other different processes in the body that need the proper digestive, uh, you know, fire to, to occur. And that's where we'll start to see skin issues, you know, um, mm -hmm. where, you know, we'll see toxins accumulating in the skin um, because it, the digestive fire that's going on in the body is just not strong enough to 
basically, um, you know, reduce the amount of toxins that are being released in the blood, in the muscles, and um, and, and intracellular fluids in the body. And then what we'll start to see is skin disease forming. So a lot of times, like you're saying, you know, with a lot, you're proposing with with your um, these types of remedies is you don't need the creams, you don't need the medicines. That if you go through the practices you're you're going through, you can you can actually resolve it. Um, you know, you heal your skin naturally through. Oh, through for these. sure. So yeah. I think a lot of people are just thinking, "Why well, I gotta get this cream? Or I gotta get this pill? Or I gotta get this shot?" That's what's going to solve my my issue. And you see it every day, every time you watch the TV, there's some, you know, magic pill that's supposed to yeah. solve. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 hard for me because, you know, it's it's something that, yes, if we have a severe condition and and we have an emergency situation, use the pill, use the creams, use the medications. But there needs to be an exit plan. And there isn't an exit plan for people. And they keep on taking the shot, the pill, the cream until it stops working. So they miss that window of, let me start healing from the inside out. Let's deal with this real situation that's going on in the body. And let's stop eating the foods that are aggravating the situation. That whole process is is just not happening. And then people come to a point where they're just taking more and more and more and more medications. And then they start to see the effects that these medications have on the organs because mm-hmm. long-term use is really where we start to see really like, you know, horrible diseases coming into play and they don't, and they don't relate it um, because maybe they're just two completely different diseases, but you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's really this one condition that, that started where we never healed it. We never healed, um, the actual root cause of the issue. And it just keeps on progressively getting worse. And then we start to see other conditions and more and more medication being administered, but yeah, it needs to be healed from within, uh, for skin conditions it needs to, um, we need to heal the digestive system. We need to heal the blood. We need to clean the blood and we need to clean out the entire body because by the time you have a skin condition, all three of those douches are out of balance, vata, pitta, and kapha. They're completely out of balance and four out of the seven tissues in the body are also out of balance. And so we have a pretty severe condition going on in the body. And so even though you may be using a cream and even though you may be using a, 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 an, an internal, you know, medication or steroid or taking shots, it hasn't stopped the progression of what's going on. And so um, it's really important to clean out the body and clean out those toxins so that um, they could finally get relief. They could finally start to manage the condition and maybe possibly start reducing the medication. And maybe starting to reduce the topicals, and that—that that to me sounds like medicine. That to me sounds like a game plan. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like more more sustainable because, right. like a lot of times, medicines are are somewhat poisonous. They might, you know, eventually you got to detox from the medicine too, because you're putting right. these these elements or these chemicals into your body, substances in your body, and then, like you said, you might keep on using more. And it's not solving it, and so then you're overdoing it, and then you're you're getting out of balance again, and so then you're, you're going to need a detox. It's not really working, but like you said, a lot of things are root cause analysis. You know, in like in a, and I work in software design, and everything we do in business software design is like, what is the root cause of what we're trying to solve? And and if we don't actually find the root cause, then we end up not solving the problem. And I think that's it, it, that that's I, even though it sounds logical, it works with with everything. Like like if there is a base core problem and you actually don't have the solution, and you think it's like a feigned solution, you're not really solving it. You're just touching it or you know putting 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 a cover on it. You're not really addressing it. Then it's yeah. not. It's still there. If it's still there, it's still present. It's still gonna it's gonna end up 
kind of biting you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I love that. I love that. The fact that, you know, you're, you're in software engineering and you, and you get it right. It's just like, why can't our medical system get that? Like it's, it's just really makes me a little frustrated, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, sometimes they, they don't see the whole holistic picture. It seems like modern medicine is so divorced from what you've been talking about all day. Like the heart, the mind, the spirit, the body. They're like, oh, that's not science. So then they can't buy into it because they're always looking for some kind of fact, you know, kind of look at a chart, look at a blood test, look at an x-ray, look at a CAT scan, look at an MRI, look at this, right? Without, well, maybe you can't measure the spirit and the soul and, and some of the things you're talking about aren't showing up, you know, without using the medicine to see a result. They're not, you know, and then I guess there are signs that people that have started to uh, analyze like what you do and say, is it working or is it not working? And when you start to, you know, give the facts, you know, will that convince them when they get the report? Just, oh, it does work. (laughs) But they got to, they got to see the report. If if they don't see the report, then they won't, they won't, they won't believe it. Yeah. No, there, I, I love it. I love it when people come to me. I had a elderly couple come to me and they had just went to the doctor. They got all their blood work. And then they were with me for about three months and they were following everything I said to do and um, taking their herbs. And then they had their follow up with their doctor and took the blood work again. And the doctor was like, just continue whatever you're doing, you know, because all their inflammatory (laughs) markers were down, their cholesterol was down, like everything. And they were like, this is, this is amazing. This is great. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's, you know, sometimes a diagnostic testing um, is helpful. um, But, you know, sometimes, you know, just seeing how you feel, right? Seeing how much you feel better is enough of a test to know that what we're doing is working. Yeah, and, puts you where you need to be. Like if you yeah. if you know, if you feel better, if you're not, you know, having the same result, then you're, you know, proof is the, you know, proof is in the pudding. Like you, you, you do it and then you see, you know, it's like there's nothing lost by not, you know, I think you should check out like, you know, different, alternative medicine, you know, what they guess they call it. Um, but a lot of times it seems like our, our, our whole generation of people are like, they're still willing to, to entertain or check out what, what you're talking about because they've been, you know, using what they've been using the Western concepts. And it's like, well, it's not working. It's not, it's not helping me. So like, where am I going to, I got to shift a little bit. <laughs> right. It's usually how people find alternative medicine. They'll, they'll go the, the Western medicine, medicine route first, and then they'll, they'll say, oh, wait, this isn't working now. Let me try this. You know, it would be great um, if we had a more integrative approach where um, we really embrace the fact that we have these tools, we have natural medicine, we have naturopaths, we have acupuncturists, we have Ayurveda, we have all of these different natural medicines we should use those first. And if it's really not helping, then go into the chemical pharmacy, Western medicine approach, because we know those are the heavy hitters. We know that we'll start to see results, but then really also face the the chance that there's going to be a consequence of yeah. the long-term use of it, right? Yeah, we always see all the side effects listed for every medicine they put on TV. You know, every, yeah. you know, they would say, oh, it's great. And everybody's dancing around happy. And then they list like a hundred things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did you see all the things that go wrong? It's like, I know they're dancing. I know they're smiling. I know they're, but, but like, what did they just say are the, 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 the consequences of potentially taking this pill? Like, I guess you didn't see that. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't pay attention to that part. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's, and it's true because those are the, those are the side effects that generally happen after like years, right? It's not like, Oh, you took it for like a month or two and, and I'm fine. I don't have any of these, these side effects. It's just like the long-term effects. That's yeah, basically well, what. Yeah. The happens. thing about the long-term, cause eventually it catches up with you. But yeah. uh, one of the things we like to ask people uh, at the end of the episode is like, you know, if um, 
there are like three lessons learned from doing what you do that you would like to convey to the audience or the particular important, uh, you know, three important uh, takeaways? Yeah. So I would say um, if you're ever trying anything new to go slowly, right? Like don't expect to make changes in your diet and lifestyle overnight. Um, so also um, just being kind to yourself. You know, if you, um, you know, are making changes, um, you know, you definitely want to do it, you know, mindfully and kindly to yourself. Like, don't just like be harsh if you can't get it right and perfect. Um, and then the other one would be, um, takeaway would be that I would say, try to, um, try to look outside the box. So if you are experiencing any kind of health issue, um, if you go and you seek care from either, you know, some naturally minded person, um, get multiple opinions because, you know, just depending on the experience level or depending on if that particular, you know, type of medicine is right for you or not, there are so many different options, right? So this might not be for everyone, um, but there may be another kind of natural medicine approach that you could take that you feel more in line with and, and give it a chance, like give it three or six months um, to help you if you have a condition. Don't just try to go for like the quick fix. I went for it and, and just like, you know, one time and it just didn't help. That's really not uh, an effective way to manage your health because as you heal, the body ch shifts and changes. And so there may be an adjustment that needs to happen yeah. and working with an experienced person can really get you there, but may take a little bit of time. Yeah. Time is always the factor. And we're so used to like the quick fix. There's something yeah. to keep in mind. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's not always, always an overnight thing, but I want to thank you for being a guest on the family electric goes podcast. I think you had a lot of great points that I think are going to help a lot of people. I do encourage everybody to click the link that we have below uh, so that they can contact, contact you. That will be clickable on every platform they are on. We're, we were just on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and that will be clickable there and everywhere else that we're going to be. Uh, we're on all the major podcast platforms like Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So those will be uh, available by tomorrow. Again, thank, thank you for being so a guest on the Family Electric Coast Podcast. Thank you. Thank you Have so good much. Night. Good night. Good night.